Dialogic Disciple is an invitation to explore discipleship in dialogue with the world as disciples of the Word. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dialogic Disciple Podcast. My name is James Johnson and I am here with my co-host. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. We have Sue in the house today. Yay. Sue, how are you doing today? I'm great on this cloudy day. Yes, I love this kind of weather, so I like it. I think I probably belong in Seattle. I think that's probably probably where I belong. Yeah. Coffee. Um, Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, it is so great to have you here this morning, and um, we uh, we kind of kicked around some ideas of what we were going to talk about, and you said you had some inspiration hit you in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are we going to talk about today, Sue? Well, um, oftentimes inspiration hits me in the middle of the night, because I'm up most nights yeah. for mm-hmm. a couple hours writing for my blog, and last night I thought, what, a, what a, you know, we've kicked around a few things, yeah. and I thought, God, what is the... What is the thing for today? And I realized we just finished up a class Uh um, uh, for the semester, and we did this class on really on transition and um, change and going through chaos to get to the other side. Mm. And so it's called The Other Side of Chaos, Breaking Through When Life is Breaking Down by Margaret Silf. And um, our classes loved this book because we are in such a time, I think, of change and transition. And we've been through a lot of chaos. And I think we're on the other, coming out on the other side, but Uh what does that look like? And so we had some great discussions. Um, Many things throw us into chaos. Everyone could relate to that word. I bet, yeah. Um, we all can relate to the changes that have come about through COVID, through yeah. sheltering in place, through uh, shutting doors of things. And um, so um, being on the other side of some of that yeah. has been, you know, good. And to talk about what does it mean now um, to move forward and yeah. what what's next. And um, so what I thought when God and I were kind of sitting together... <laughs> I thought, what is it? And, and you know, what I thought we would do is go through the top five quotes okay. from the book. Excellent. Because every time we finish up a semester, we spend the final week really debriefing about what will we remember about yeah. this book. That's and good. That's what do really you love? What do, yeah. You know, like, what will you take with you? What have you learned? Mm-hmm. And so the top five from our two classes, okay. so it's about 30 or 40 people. Um, these are the top five so we got the all-time top five desert <laughs> yeah. island five yes. quotes it from the other side of chaos from the other side of chaos well let's uh let's read them and uh okay. talk about them as one-on-one yeah, or we'll, one, one and at we'll time. go one at a time right, and excellent. then i think you guys can unpack your thoughts about them and we'll excellent you know that'll cool. be good so all right this is one that we loved um um let me see where do we begin An important aspect of living through change and transition is the ability to take the longer view. A fly walking across a work of art such as the Mona Lisa would have absolutely no chance of making sense of what is beneath its feet. Even we, who think we can see the whole picture, are hard-pressed to express what this painting means to us. The Mona Lisa is mysterious. 
life is the same. When we are stuck in one place, we can see only the little bit of the picture, and there appears to be no sense in it at all. We can't see the longer view, a view that may well be a lot longer than even our own lifetime. So, how can we trust what is beneath our feet? That's really good. That is is really good. I think I'm particularly... In the context of talking about chaos um, or going through these transitional moments as you were talking about, or even just being in the midst of chaos, um, having that longer view of not just your own life, but the longer view of history in general, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. I think a lot of times, um, the, like the first thing that I think about is, is a lot of times people struggle with what God's will is or what God's plan is in a situation um, or what God's plan is what God's bigger plan is for the kingdom of God and things Mm -hmm. like that. And, um, I have to, I constantly have to remind myself and I remind other folks that God is playing the long game. Mm -hmm. He's, he's telling a much longer story than we are probably comfortable with and definitely much longer than, uh, my life and, and even the life of anyone I know, you know? So, yeah. I, I like that idea of the painting too, like the. Mm, that's a good visual yeah. with the fly that, walking yeah. across it. Wouldn't understand any of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just then that that very small feeling, I think too, that resonates with me. You know, just feeling so small walking along on something, and you know, maybe you see bright colors, and you know, you see the change in the textures of the paint, but you're not really sure. Right. You have no idea what's actually going on. You just have this small, tiny piece of it. Yes, yes. And that is mysterious. And it will always be mysterious. Never will we um, understand. And that's part of the joy of it. That's Mm -hmm. what, you know, the journey is about is recognizing uh, God is so much bigger and God is doing so much more than we ourselves can see or sense or imagine. And um, that is... It's a, it takes a lifetime and beyond yeah. to get a sense of the longer view. I was walking with a, a woman in our Friday group, and she, um, her dog, her little dog is is nearing death. Oh, I mean, no. really, um, oh, they're, so they're yeah, they're struggling with what do we do? Do we uh, put him down or not? And I mean, just so hard, and. Um, you know, I was walking and talking with her at the horse farm and I said, you know, I just think life is eternal. And so like, it's, it it will change things, but it won't end things, you know, like to, to, uh, there's a way that Willie will always be part of your life and will remain part of your life. And so this sense of it's not it's a decision that changes day in and day out a little bit. But the long view is, you know, Willie's always going to be an influence and something that has shaped your heart and will continue to. So it's not like anything ends. It just changes changes, a bit. Yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. I think that speaks really well to this bigger story that we are a part of as people of God. I, um, as you were talking, I, 
I woke up in the middle of the night last night. I had a really hard time getting back to sleep. And, you know, it's like that middle of the morning sort of, I know you thrive at that time. <laughs> you, you were probably writing your blog when I was tossing and turning. And I'm just like going back and forth between like to-do lists. And then somewhere in all that, my brain decided to have a little bit of an existential crisis. Like, what are you even doing here? What's going on? And then I started praying. I was like, God, what do you want me to do? And, you know, all these things. And, and the thing that helps me in that long view are the words of the prophets. So I, the Micah verse hit me, the what does the Lord require of you, O mortal, just to walk humbly or to, to do mercy, to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Mm-hmm. And that that for me was that, mm-hmm. remember, mm-hmm. you know, like we have mm-hmm. this, there's this story that you're part of and there's these voices that kind of help you shape and see that long arc mm-hmm. and to remember in those moments of chaos that like there's something bigger right mm-hmm. it's out there mm-hmm. and these words resonate and can guide you and to calm you in that moment yeah and I think God can draw us to those words that we each need yeah. in the middle of the night you know I think that's what the Holy Spirit does is reminds yeah. us you know yeah. and draws us back to what we need to know as we're if we got a little our little feet on one little part of it yeah. Yeah. You know, it, 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 what am I to do today um, is, is really a great question to continue to ask ourselves. What does that look like? Yeah. Um, the next quote we have is this. Um, how can we learn to discern and to respond to the nudge of God that is inviting us to move beyond where we are to become Mm. what we can't yet imagine. There are three important things I would want to suggest. First, we have to be willing to let things die when the time is right. Amen. That's tough. Second, we have to be willing to tolerate and even welcome interruptions to the smooth running of our lives. Oh, Lord, that's another hard one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like this book. I so know. I know. <laughs> this is tough. Actually, I remember on this day we said, okay, which one of these three is hardest yeah. for you? Oh, my uh-huh. gosh. And everyone had different answers. Yeah. But the third one is, third, we need to learn to listen to the subtle movements in our hearts that help us get in touch with whatever strange thing God is doing within us. We need to listen to the movements of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So let's, you have to let things die. You mm-hmm. have to um, listen to the Holy Spirit. Was the third one? What was the second one? Tolerate, Tolerate. or even mm-hmm. welcome mm-hmm. interruptions to what we think, right. how our lives should smoothly run. Right, yeah. right. When it doesn't go that way, that sometimes it's really hard for yeah. us to welcome it. Yeah. Tolerate it. You know, actually embrace it. Embrace it. You know, celebrate it even. Celebrate it even. Yeah. That is, um, man. <clears throat> That 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 connects with so much of what we see in scripture as far as the stories of, of heroes in the faith that we that we lift up, I think immediately of like Abraham, right? Who has to mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. let the let the uh reality of retire <laughs> retirement die. Yeah. Uh and then interrupt his life where he is and get up and move everything and 
and mm-hmm. be able to discern that that's what the Holy Spirit was asking him or moving him to do. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. All those stories we've been talking about, they start with, uh, oh, what, God? No, not, no, yeah. no, 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 that's not how I thought this was going to work. Yeah. What are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. And that, that's, it I is. I mean, you could think of like the Virgin Mary. You could think of like, yep. <laughs> I think that maybe every story in the Bible can yeah. be, could be. Uh, yeah. And you know, my spiritual wow. mentor, my biggest mentor in life um, is, is uh, this woman, Betty Skinner. Um, and she died a, about a year and a half ago. Um, she was 95. And her book, um, The Hidden Life Awakened, the story of her life is, is written in that book by Kitty Crenshaw and Dr. Kathy Snap, who I'm going up to the mountains Aww, with tomorrow. Cool. Um, but anyway, she, the first time I met her, we went out to lunch at this place. She got a beer and a piece of pizza at probably age 90. And, um, <laughs> I, love it. I, I loved it too. And so um, we sat and she said, first thing she said to me, um, Sue, the big I must die. Mm. And I wrote that on my napkin (laughs) because that is the one thing that I've taken with me from Betty. And it actually, it, it, it informs so much. And interestingly on, on, um, the next page, it says this, um, it says, um, for Christians to refuse to let things die when their time has come is tantamount to saying that we don't believe in resurrection. That's exactly right, yeah. Jesus reminds us that a seed has to fall into the ground and die, rot and disintegrate before new life can sprout from it. When we are in crisis of transition, we are acutely aware of this dynamic working Mm -hmm. itself out in our own situations. So what was has to die for for what will be to resurrect and grow into abundance in our lives. Um, So that's interesting. If we say, oh, we can't let things die. um, We're just saying, you know, we don't, we don't believe in resurrection and the power of that. Yeah. You know, those, those three steps there kind of map on really well to uh, Jesus's three steps to discipleship, where he says, there's basically three things you have to do to be a disciple. You have to deny yourself. In other words, die die to yourself Mm -hmm. you have to take up the cross which Mm -hmm. is a great deal of interruption Mm -hmm. and you have to follow me which is uh, discerning the spirit Mm -hmm. right so there's a lot of uh a lot of core uh gospel right there right there in that word yeah so true and i was i was thinking about the um like the grieving process as you were talking about moving from you know being interrupted and learning to welcome those things Right. That need to change that the second one, I'm getting mm-hmm, the language mm-hmm. wrong, but um, you, how you have to go through this grieving process of mm-hmm. acknowledging that there is something that has to die. And how can I then, you know, how can I be OK with that and move from the irritation and the, the grief and the suffering and the annoyance, whatever that looks like for you into this welcoming yeah. of resurrection and that's hard welcoming yeah. of resurrection and listening for the holy spirit moving us forward yeah. always leading us forward into more of god into more yeah. abundance of eternal life um yeah we think dying is the end sometimes and if jesus teaches us anything <laughs> he teaches us that is not true that right. is just the beginning of yeah. all that we are welcomed into yeah yeah 
Okay. That's comforting really too. Good. Yeah. You know, I mean, to, to focus on that abundance, to focus on the more that God gives us, even if we can't, we can't see it. We can't quite, we don't understand what that painting looks like that we're walking on, but to believe that it is so much more than what we see in our little eyes, yeah. you know? And that it's good. And it's good. And that it includes all of us yeah. and all of creation. And, you know, it, it's a much bigger picture yeah. than us. Like even yeah. like you say, and in our own little lifetime, we are just part of that huge, bigger story that God is orchestrating. Um, Let me ask you this, Sue, uh, in terms of, of that uh, idea. Do you think it's, I don't know how I want to ask this, but do you think it's easier or, so it, focusing, like realizing that we are part of a bigger picture uh, or a longer story, um, does that help us or does that, or is that a temptation? How does I want to say this? Does that help or hurt us in the sense of trying to focus on the moment that we're in right now? Because I could see how, like, understanding that we're part of a, a oh, longer, a longer story or a bigger picture, um, could free us to to focus on the moment right now. But I could also see where it would be like I'm very concerned about the bigger story, and then yeah. I miss the moment that's right in front of me. You know what I look at it is more like a mosaic, mm-hmm. like each little tiny tile. Mm-hmm adds up to the bigger picture but if i don't do my little piece of the puzzle right now as well as i can Mm. and keep my attention here focused in what i'm grateful for focused in where i sense god's spirit moving me if i fail to do that the that little tile isn't lived out fully that's right okay that's good so i see the bigger picture being more like a mosaic yeah you know and that if i can do this tile well today and tomorrow i can do the next tile well tomorrow and like that and if we're all doing that god's vibrance you know really comes out it kind of reminds me of do you remember those uh i guess they still do the paint by number stuff yeah you remember that yeah i used to do those when i was a kid all the time on like on like velvet or something i don't my grandma Oh, the, the, the fuzzy one, yeah, the fuzzy one, the, fuzzy one. Right? the black yeah. fuzzy. Yes. The black, the black. But <laughs> kids today have no idea the, what this one is. Of <laughs> thing, one of the things that my grandmother, you know, when she when oh. when she got these for us and we were doing them, like the the number one thing you have to remember when you're doing paint by number is to pay attention to the number right that's that's on the little section right there you go and of course I didn't at first didn't do that I was like I'm just gonna paint whatever color I want why would you right? <laughs> <laughs> and so when the whole thing was done it was supposed to be a tiger but it was like a monstrosity yeah. right <laughs> so uh, I think uh, I think uh-huh. based on what you you know coming off of what you just said though like being able to focus on the number that's mm-hmm. in front of us right that the mm-hmm. piece that's right in front of us. Right. And uh, be able to discern what that number is and do and paint the color we're supposed to paint for that particular day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then leads to the bigger. I and think trust that, God with the bigger picture, yeah. how it's yeah. all going to f- somehow fit in. Right. But if we do our little piece well today. Yeah. Um, and that also makes me less overwhelmed yeah. if I just need to live right. today as well as I can listening for the Holy Spirit's leading. If I can try hard to do that as well as possible, God's going to take care of the big picture. You yeah. know, it's going to mm-hmm. add up to something really, really good, good and, and eternal. Um, this is another issue um, that we uncovered is sometimes it's hard to leave the past like we've loved where we've been and it's hard to walk on from there because we're still so in love with 
what's been. Yeah. And and this is one thing we learned um uh in this is on page 121. Um it, she says, when it came time to leave, I didn't want to go. I remember telling God how much I wanted this graced time to continue. And then it felt as though these thoughts came across to me in a prayer. Walk on with empty hands because I have so much more to give you in the future and you can't receive it if your hands are full. Don't be afraid that in letting go, you are losing anything at all because everything that matters from this time of graced encounter or from any other experience in your life has been internalized and is firmly lodged in your heart. It is is yours. It is part of you. It travels with you and can never be lost. That was a real moment of truth for me. Yeah, wow. That's really good. Do you do you know who um Anthony DeMello yes. is? Oh yeah, big fan. Okay. Love uh, him. Yeah. So he in my um that's just a weird memory I just had as you were reading that. Um I had to read his book, um, or I got to read his book. The Way to Love, mm-hmm. um, which is actually a collection of his of his sayings that they found after he passed away. He was a um, Jesuit uh, missionary, basically in India, who kind of merged together like Hindi Hindi thought Hindu, Hindu thought and Christian thought. And uh, he talks about exactly that what you were just talking about how you have to kind of uh, the attachment piece, like you have to you have to empty yourself of attachments in order to re- really receive what Christ is is trying to give you. And and that metaphor of like of you can't receive something if your if your arms are full, right? Yeah. You can't really do that. Yeah. And that that strikes me as being absolutely true. Um, and I think really helpful. And you know, it reminds me of S- Steve Martin and the Jerk, <laughs> as he's trying to leave. He's like, oh, but I yeah. need this chair. Oh, I need this. You know, like don't we do that from yes. from a time we've loved? Yes, We're yes. like, I can't, I can't leave. Oh, I just need this this vase. I just need that this. You know, yeah. like, and we're like walking out the door yeah. with all this trail oh, of man, stuff that is non-essential. Yeah. You know, and yet it's our, it's our drive to hold on to things we love. Yeah, but the thought that we do hold on to things that yeah, we love, but it's embedded in us. Well, and well, yeah, as you were saying are. that, I was thinking about the whole listening thing, right? The power of listening. And that's what is so important about that is that the, the more that I listen deeply, right, to God and to what's in front of me, the easier I think it's going to be to let go because you will have felt like you did everything that you could. Like I was so fully present. I listened so well. And to show up in that moment, I think it's easier to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know Definitely. that. You know, so to bounce off what you just said there, like, and maybe let me make sure I heard you correctly. Like, like, so you're saying like when you're fully invested and you're fully present, and then and then you need to move on. It's easier to do, whereas I think a lot of us, part of what makes it hard to move on is that we know we weren't really fully there or fully present, and right, we we could have done better, right? That, yeah. that kind of like regret that holds us back. Yeah, I'm just go. thinking about just like a number of things in my life and like what makes me afraid to let go of something is this sense of not having done enough, not having done mm-hmm. 
what I could, like knowing truly that I did not show up the way I should have. And then learning to do that makes it easier to think about what it looks like when that season, whatever it is, right? When you lose the the pet, when you lose the parent, when you lose, you know, whatever it is, when you move on to a different job, any of those things, like if I've shown up completely and know that I have done everything to the best that God has asked me to do, then I can move on better. Right. I agree. And the other thing, I think we get to practice it each day. Yeah. yeah. Because every, you know, God's mercies are new every morning. And are we really embracing them, living them, listening to what is today like for me? What feelings do I have? What hopes do I have? Who needs me? Who do I need? If we focus on the little tile of the mosaic of today, then we go, okay, I lived it well. And we fall asleep and then we wake up to new mercies the next day. A whole new tile. And it is a way of life, right? It's a rhythm, right? It's It's a a, rhythm. It's a way of life and we can live life fully, but it takes doing the little mosaic one by one by one. Well, well yeah. day by day. And if we don't do so well today, we have tomorrow, yeah. you know, and, and to yep. learn what it means to fully be present in the day that we are in, being where our feet are, yeah. right where we are and feeling the colors and the textures and going, okay, yeah. I've done well today being fully present. Yeah. And I think that still means, it doesn't mean that we don't have grief right? We still experience grief. And that's not that it makes it, I was just thinking through like, you know, of course, I don't want to make it sound like it's easy to move on when we lose someone or we lose something. It's not like that. There's that there shouldn't be grief there, right? Like that's, there's going to be grief and that's normal. And that's, you know, I, but it's, does that, does that make sense? Yep. You know, like it's but still, we still have to move through it. those things, but live it now because yeah. it's gonna, you're paying now or you're paying later yeah. with great grief. I think do it now. Stay in bed now. Let yourself be overwhelmed for as long as you need to. Maybe tomorrow will yeah. be the day you can do a little bit more in, you know, stepping forward um, out of the bed. You know, yeah. you just, uh, but it's not up to us. If we're listening to the Holy Spirit, we will be guided and it'll yeah. be steps we can take because God knows us and God empowers us to do that but it is small steps it's baby yeah. steps baby steps know? yeah I like that. okay here we are and i love this word um, a kaleidoscope that's Ooh, one of my word. favorite words okay. is a delightful instrument an image created by a collection of small objects, such as beads or pebbles, is viewed through a series of reflecting mirrors. Turn the kaleidoscope even slightly, and the pattern will fall apart and recreate itself into a new shape. The kaleidoscope tells the story of this book in a simple shake. When the well-ordered and neatly arranged patterns in life fall apart, what happens next? We might be hoping for restoration that somehow, by our own efforts or by the grace of God or both, we will manage to get back to the old order that had broken down and so restore things to exactly how they were. Or we might realize that our lives needed a shakeup, 
but we still hope that this will be a breath of fresh air that will renew our efforts and our faith so that they more closely resemble what once fired our hearts until it takes on new freshness. The kaleidoscope tells a different story. It reflects the experience we have of being shaken up, scattered into a thousand fragments, and coming back down again in a different order altogether. We can't make sense immediately of the new pattern. It takes us to a place we haven't been before. Recreation. Yeah, that's good. I love kaleidoscope. I love that word too. Yeah. I was going to say, that's another fun <laughs> yeah. kid toy that brings yeah. back a lot of childhood uh-huh. memories, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I love that image though, that, that just a slight turn and it, the whole thing falls apart and then it recreates itself. And then it takes time to figure out what that new pattern mm-hmm. is, right? Yeah. To find the beauty in that new pattern. Yes. Um, I, uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. I think that really connects with, uh, with what we're talking about here as far as the chaos goes. This is a good book. It's a really good book. And, you know, it reminds me of at staff meeting this past week um, how Bill was saying, you know, he talked to a good friend of his and he said, you know what? We are, I just have to realize, I have to cut free from mm. comparing yes. what was happening before COVID to what is happening now. We are, we are not going back. So yeah. we've got to stop comparing right. what was to right. what is now yeah. and try to get back to where we were. We're not it's getting back it's to where we were, back. thankfully in yeah. some ways. No, yeah. Yeah. Can we say we're grateful that God is doing something really yeah. new? Yeah. And then Bill's, I love his phrase where he's saying, instead of, okay, what is this new normal? Mm-hmm. He says, we need to be focusing on normalizing Normalizing. next yeah yeah that's good which is a Mm -hmm. verb we're normalizing right we're doing it we're doing something right it's not happening to us we're we're part of the process itself that's good and that's a huge part of it and i think that's part of uh, maybe that's the kaleidoscope metaphor like when when things fall apart and and then fall into a new pattern like we are part of making that new pattern Mm -hmm. right we're part of uh, at least taking ownership of it and mm-hmm. um and noticing yeah. and embracing yeah. and going oh this is beautiful too yes you know like yeah. celebrating what is rather than being um so regretful of what oh, was yeah. and so tied to that yeah. you know yeah um i wonder where the balance is between um the balance between being tied to the past and, and kind of looming over you and being full of regret and also um, taking responsibility for the ways in which you have failed in the past uh, in the sense of like learning from that and making sure that you don't do that again. So where is that balance, that tension between regret and and education or, or you know and recreation or repentance or recreation yeah, yeah. like yeah. so you, we can regret so what does that do yeah to create help us create the new pattern yeah you know like you know if we feel like yesterday wasn't lived mm-hmm. as fully as it possibly could have then we pay attention to that part yeah 
you know, like it's almost like the crying baby that uh-huh. we go, oh, that I did not do well. How, <laughs> how do I wrap, yeah. swaddle this thing, nurture it so that yeah. it becomes, it matures into itself so right. that it becomes something that I learn from, that yeah. I grow from, that I grow into. Like the duct tape was a bad idea. Shouldn't use that with the baby. <laughs> yeah, I won't do that again. <laughs> Sorry, kid. Yeah, yeah uh, swaddling <laughs> cloths uh, work better. Yeah, that works a lot better. Although, maybe... <laughs> Yes. We yes. all learn. We all yeah, learn. We all learn. <laughs> I'm so glad you learned. Did your poor daughter live through the duct tape time? She can't grow hair on her arms. <laughs> it's so true. Oh my God. Some ideas are just not good They're ones. They're not good, yeah. And so we get a new day. Yeah. Every thank, day thank we goodness. get a new day. Thank goodness. Wow. Yes. That's yes. that walking thing, right? Like yeah. I think that that's, to me, that's the answer to your question. Like what's the balance? between looking back and regretting and yeah. it's it's the walking it's the moving and even if they are like you said Sue little baby steps like we have to keep letting the spirit guide us forward it's okay. the, it's the movement so you, you know? might you might say then that something like just being being lost in regret is something that paralyzes you and yeah. so you're not walking, you're not moving. Right. But if you're walking forward and you're you're doing the work of the tile of that day. Yeah. Then that's that's learning from and moving forward from. I think that's that tension, right? Yeah, I think that's good. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. It's true, and, and it takes self-reflection. Yeah. It yeah. takes going, okay, yeah, I didn't do well, but let me let that die. Right, yeah. You know, it takes us to the yeah. three steps. Let me let that regret die yeah. because it doesn't need to have any power over my day today. Yeah. Mm. And let me just realize, okay, it... it, it I'm I am work, walking forward into new mercies yeah. every day and um and let me be following in the light of that uh-huh. um and letting God recreate me um even through the mistakes yeah. even through um the oh gosh I wish I wouldn't have done that uh-huh. you know <laughs> That I, I immediately regret that decision. Yeah. <laughs> but we get a new day, yeah. a new tile. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the final one that All we've right. got, and then we can, you know, do whatever we want to do to tie things together. But um, on page one fifty, it says spiritual evolution would be about the process of humanization, about becoming fully human, the people God is dreaming us to be. And it is already expressing itself in the ways we choose to be in the world, like the generosity of spirit with which, we, which so many people respond when other people or indeed other creatures suffer disaster. Also, in the growing realization that this earth is a living organism of which we are interdependent, uh, interdependent part and that we have no right to exploit anything. The next thing she teaches is in the increasing understanding that unbridled consumerism is not making us more human but is actually tending to dehumanize us, especially when it happens at the expense of our brothers and sisters in lands where poverty 
is the norm. Humanization continues to grow and in, in, in recognizing in the growing distrust of and opposition to military solutions to solve disputes and the demands for more mature solutions to be sought to resolve conflict. We see it also in the escalating search for spiritual meaning in our lives, often expressing itself beyond the boundaries of organized religion. Also, we see it in the realization that our right brain capacities of intuition and creativity need to balance our overdeveloped left brain skills of logic and organization. Next, in the growing distrust of hierarchy in favor of consensus and co-accountability. And finally, we see it in the growing understanding that our future will depend on cooperation rather than competition. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. This whole idea of... um what she said, uh, spiritual evolution will look like becoming more human. I think that is, uh, I think that's what scripture is all about in the sense that humans were created to be, uh, we created in the image of God, right? We are the image of God altogether as a community. We're the image of God. And that's what Jesus was, right? When people have this debate about, um, whether we don't really have this debate anymore, but in the early church, there was a debate about whether Jesus was human or God and which one is he. And so, you know, we settled on this ridiculous thing of saying, well, he's a hundred percent God and a hundred percent human. I tend to think, and I apologize for my heresy out there, but I tend to think that Jesus was just a hundred percent human. He was a hundred percent. He was the full image of God, which makes him the fullness of God. And that's what we were created to be. What we are is less than human. What we have become, it seems like, is less than human. And our evolution, our spirituality, uh, and the gift of God is, is kind of working our way back to becoming fully what we were designed right. and, and dreamed to be. I like that image, mm-hmm. too, a lot. And isn't that what it means for us to be growing more and more Christ-like? Yes, yeah. Tile yeah. by tile, mm-hmm. day by day. It's, it's a slow process. It, it is. But it is, we know what we're headed towards. Right. And it is to being like humans like Christ. Yes. Um, and so. That's sanctification. Yes. That's what we call it. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's your favorite passage. That's the kenosis hymn. Yeah. That's the, mm-hmm. the Philippians, you know, yeah. that have the mind of Christ. Have the same mind which was in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's humility. The big eye must die. Mm-hmm. Right? right. It's. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So humanization, and I love consensus versus competition and and being co-kind of creators, which is what we were initially designed. That's why we were hired. (laughs) That's exactly right. You know? Partners with God in creation, for sure. Yeah. I think a lot of times we forget that. We... we, There's a lot of Christian religion over the past 2,000 years that has that has done the the regret and hammering people down Mm -hmm. for all the sin and darkness that's in their life without really providing the hope of recreation and resurrection. And the idea that God has designed us to be something that we're fully capable of being, particularly through the Holy Spirit, uh, if we would stop saying things like, well, we're only human, we can't do that. 
um, we're going to mess up. We're going to fail. And we're just going to be in like focusing on the next day is a good way to kind of move forward with that. Yeah. But we need to be honest i think and confident in in what we were designed to be in this this kind of humanization um and this movement toward toward the image of god Mm -hmm. that's a that's a not only is that a it's not just a dream that god has cast out there that we're never going to get to that is a real possibility Mm -hmm. with with the with the small day-to-day kind of way of taking it right Mm -hmm. you don't it doesn't happen overnight but Mm -hmm. it happens over many nights yeah and many people, mm-hmm. yeah, and many generations, and and uh, you know, many lands. I mean, that's it's it's it is so big, much bigger than yes. the Mona Lisa, right? <laughs> right. And 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 so I think that to uh, take that longer view, that God knows what God is doing, yeah, and that we are a part of the story of God's yes. recreation. Um, yeah. And we just get to play our little piece well today. Yeah. And if we don't do it so well, we have tomorrow to, yeah. to continue to get better at being Christ. My problem is that I, go, I flip-flop back and forth between not really want to do anything with it today. I'm just not going to deal with it. I'm going to let my tile blank today. Or I want to paint the whole picture today. Otherwise, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Like, I don't have time for just this one little eyebrow, you know, a little, uh, little yeah. hair of an eyebrow on Mona Lisa's face. Yeah. <laughs> I want the whole thing, man. Uh, and that, those are the two kind of attitudes that I, I fall into. Sadly. Yeah. See, to me, interesting, I'm loving being 60. Yeah. <laughs> because there is this sense, you know what? Why vacillate? Yeah. Why not just do my best for today? Yeah recognizing God will use it somehow and that, you know, I just have one little thing to do, which is focus on this moment, yeah. living it as well as I can, enjoying it, not trying to control it, just trusting God is going to speak into the day yeah. in whatever way God wants to. And if I can listen really well, I'll fall into bed thinking, yeah, you know, I, I that, did that was a good, that's a good <laughs> that tile. A good <laughs> it doesn't come again. I won't get that one back, yeah. but I got I one I tomorrow, yeah. you know, and can I live it? It's a way of life, yeah, I guess. I think that's really good. You make me excited to be 60. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Betty Skinner made me excited to be 90. I mean, it's so funny to meet a person. You go, oh my gosh, you get to keep growing and yeah. going, but it takes... Yeah. The big eye dying again yeah. and again each day and going resurrection power rises up in me even when I'm yeah. 95 and tomorrow's my last day on earth. Yeah. You know, that we get to be excited about the tile that of each cool. day. Well, that yeah. is a good word. Uh, Sue, I think that's a good place to end our conversation today. That was, that was fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us and sharing this wisdom with us. Thank What's the name you. of the book again? It's called The Other Side of Chaos. The Other Side of Chaos. By Margaret Silf. And where can people read your blog at? Um, I am at sue2u.com. Okay. So I write in the middle of the night each night, except on Sundays. God, you know, that's my Sabbath day. I take that off from writing. But each morning, God kind of stirs me from sleep and teaches me something. And I just write about it and push send and it goes out. (laughs) It goes out to the world. To the world. Uh, And I know a lot of people who read that blog, and I've read it uh, on and off over Mm -hmm. the years. And it's it's very insightful, very, Mm -hmm. very encouraging. And and, uh, 
really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Um, so do I. And again, thank you so much for being here yeah, today. Yeah, thank you, Sue. Glad to be here with you guys. Everybody, thank you so much, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Good. Take care.